in five, four, three. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scott Stebbins Podcast. Obviously, this is a different setting for me because it's we're recording uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So we're just kind of relaxed and chilling and just having a good time, or at least not. I was going to say, you and I are both both in different spaces. We're both in like, different spaces, but we're kind of more like, instead of official like office spaces, we're like more like, eh, I'm sitting in my recliner, I'm relaxing, just having a good time. <laughs> Well, my wife's downstairs, like, you know, prepping stuff for Thanksgiving tomorrow. And I usually sit down in the living room, like in on our couch or whatever and record there. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I'm kind of tucked away where, where I can't be heard. So, yeah. that, you know, or at least the recording goes well. get mad, like, those mashed potatoes, darn it. She loves mashed potatoes. My wife, that's probably her favorite Thanksgiving thing. Oh, goodness. So are you having everyone over at your house for Thanksgiving? Uh, no, we're just going to go up to the in-laws. So it's going to be the four of us, my in-laws, Alicia and myself. So just a small little thing. Cool. All right. Aren't you guys traveling or are you guys? Yeah. So we're, so yeah, so tomorrow we're traveling up to my wife's mom's. And then the next day on Black Friday, we're going to my parents' house. Mm. And I think on Saturday, we're going up to hang out with her, her dad. And that's kind of our holiday Thanksgiving thing. So I saw a thing the other day on TikTok or Instagram or something where um, there's this trend now where people are just like, if you have, if you're married, you know, you're married and you have children, they're really focusing on just staying home for the holidays instead of running all over the place and seeing their extended families, really like focusing on their, their, you know, their family and not the extended family as much. And um not saying what you're doing is wrong or anything. I'm just saying that like, I'm seeing that more and more that like, you know, folks are staying home now versus maybe that's a post COVID thing, but like, it's like, it's exhausting traveling, you know, like, especially like being a pastor's kid. I know this, like we, we would do church and then we would, you know, especially for Christmas, we'd get in the car after the Christmas morning service or Christmas Eve service. And we drive all night or drive all morning and we would go to my grandma's house and then we would go to my uncle Danny's house and then we would do this and that and we would be all over the place. And then by the time we got home, you know, late, you know, Christmas day, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night, Christmas day, we were wiped. So, um, and Alicia, you know, grew up in the military and so like they lived in different spaces. So like her extended family lives in Illinois. So like it, it wasn't uncommon for them to like spend Christmas Eve at one side of the family. And then they would go to the, their grandma's on one side of the family, you know, Christmas morning. And then they'd go to the other side of the family, the rest of Christmas day and spend a couple of days there. They were all over the place. So um, I've really been seeing this trend recently of, of families, that's, you know, especially, you know, young families of, you know, spouses and their young children just staying at home and focusing on them. So I don't know if you see anything like that, but yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think there might be something with um with COVID because, you know, with me living, you know, six hours away from my family when I lived in Virginia, like we didn't come up for Thanksgiving. We just kind of stayed put, did stuff together as a family, oh, developed yeah. our own traditions. Well now you're closer. So and now we're closer, so we actually have that. But I think, you know, having that first year of COVID where no one was really traveling or visiting people. And then with the second year, it was kind of like, well, you could travel, Maybe. but then you always get that one person <laughs> in the family like, oh, I got COVID. So now everyone's like, nope, we're not doing it. And I think just kind of having those couple years where not a lot of people are traveling, you kind of get to that point where it's like, you know what? 
it's nice not being able to have to travel and go around and try to get together and do that. It's 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 okay to just have a holiday where you're just with your own family and just kind of doing that. And then maybe, you know, maybe do an evening where we do travel to go spin it stuff if we have in-laws that are close by. But yeah, the big traveling thing, I think that's kind of a big thing that, you know, maybe a new permit, a new normal thing, or it may be something that will slowly get back once people, you know, when people start kind of getting more comfortable with traveling and being around big groups of people or, Maybe it's too close to an election season. That's why people are traveling because they didn't want to have to well, talk about politics. Well, I think too that people also pick pick a holiday, right? They don't do everything. Yeah, they may pick Christmas, or they may pick Thanksgiving, or they may pick Thanksgiving and not Christmas. You know, that way they're not doing everything. Like I know for us, um, we're going to my in laws. They live in Heber Heights, thirty five minutes from our house. Yeah, you know, it's not like we're driving eight hours. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So before we dive into our topic on uh, Thanksgiving, of all all things we're talking about, uh, stories gone wild. Micah, you have one for us. <laughs> you always ask me that every week, and I always have to like every week. Make, you're like, I don't know. But yet you have a list. Um, I do. I'm, I, I have, sure have a list. list. I sure have a list in the back of my brain. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I shared kind of like my mental health journey. And I know that we're going to talk about that today with, you know, the theme of Thanksgiving in mind uh-huh. and the holidays and mental health. But, um, you know, about three months ago, I had hurt, you know, my shoulder somehow. And in my shoulder blade, there was just this knot. And, you know, it was just, a, it's been a struggle, right? And it's still hurting. Um, and then I went to the doctor and they're like, we think you have anxiety. And so, like, I've never had the anxiety in my entire life. Hmm. Right. And so they... Um, prescribed medicine. Um, it, it was so bad, Scott, that I couldn't go out in public. I can't go to the grocery store. You know, I can go to work and I can, you know, function at home and go here. There's not a lot of big crowds, but you know, it's, it's, it's been a struggle. So like, so anyway, long story uh, short, I went to the doctor yesterday kind of as a follow-up and my, the, this is where the crazy part comes in that the story's gone wild. Um, I was supposed to have, my doctor has two offices, one in College Corner, Indiana, and the other is in Oxford. Oxford's where we work. Miami University's in Oxford. College Corner, for those who, you know, love their geography, Oxford's in Southwest Ohio, literally on the border of Indiana. And so I could probably throw a football from Oxford to, to Indiana. From, that's how close the line, the state line is. So College Corner is right over the border in Indiana. So the other office is there. So I got a call on um, on Monday and the the nurse was like, did you know you scheduled a visit for the College Corner location and not the Oxford location? Like thinking like it was going to be this huge deal, but I drive five or 10 extra minutes. And she was like, are you sure you want to keep your appointment? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So I was like, OK, we'll just come to College Corner. It's no big deal. And then the next morning, the day of my appointment, which was yesterday, I got a call. And they said the doctor's not going to be in, but she's doing telehealth. Granted, I have not done uh, with my therapist. I see my therapist over the, you know, virtual, but, you know, never done a doctor doctor's appointment over the, the Internet. So I do my telehealth appointment yesterday. And then she's like, I want to get some blood work done. <laughs> and then I want to get a, um, a gene site testing. That's just where they swab your cheek and see where, you know, what medications are good for you and everything. Mm-hmm. And so. I end up going to the Oxford location anyway, 
So we, I get off the phone to get off the virtual call with the doctor and I still end up going to the doctor. They draw my blood. They swab my cheek. I get my lab results back. My blood's perfect. Like I have no issues whatsoever. And I'm like, they were thinking maybe it's an infection. Maybe it's a thyroid issue. Maybe it's X, Y, Z. So like you and I were going to record yesterday <laughs> and I ended up at the doctor pretty much all day because I had to, you know, have a, my appointment was canceled, but it was not. Then I had to, you know, a, to do a telehealth and then I ended up in Oxford anyway. Then I get to get blood drawn and get my cheek swabbed and all this stuff. But I didn't get home until late yesterday afternoon. And so I understand what old people go through now when they go to the doctor all the time, man. Like, it's just, it's a chore. It's an all, all day ordeal. I remember my grandparents used to do that. And it's like, where have you been all day? The doctor. What? Yeah. So that was my story. It's gone wild. Wow. That's crazy. all that's all that to say that they haven't found anything abnormal wrong with me as far as like this anxiety or anything. So um, the gene side testing is supposed to determine whether or not, you know, the medication I'm on is doing any good or not, or if I should be on medication. Um, and then they want to do an MRI of this shoulder just to see if, you know, there's something going on there, but they don't, they don't foresee anything being wrong, which is just so strange because I've not ever dealt with depression or anxiety before. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, you're weird. almost a doctor. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And I mean, I do know that there's some, I know sometimes with mental health and with, especially with anxiety or depression, or even just having a lot of anger or kind of, um, or even just some like even some like trauma, whether high level or low level, that's just kind of been buried for years and years. That that can cause a lot of pain. There's a lady I know who just had to deal with. Who, she was the type of person where you weren't allowed to show your feelings in that kind of household. So if she was upset, you know, she wasn't allowed to be upset. So, um, so especially when she got married and then she started having kids and they started going to college and moving out and doing anything. Sometimes there'd be things where she'd get upset about things, but she couldn't show it. So she would just kind of hold all that stuff in. And eventually it just got to the point where all that stuff has just been taking a toll on her body to the point where she's very tense. Her back hurts all the time. And, you know, and they, and they checked everything and they're like, well, your bones are good, but I think it's just because your muscles are so tight because you're just holding on to all this stuff stuff and it's just it's almost like you're just flexing a muscle and you're not letting that muscle release and you're just holding it as tight as you can um but again like i wouldn't but again from just hearing that like i don't know i'm not like a professional to know right i'm just kidding i need you're getting your phd but you're not like a, you're not getting your medical doctorate but like yeah it, it's it's crazy man like i i've never had any sort of I was telling the doctor yesterday, I was like, I don't, I don't feel depressed. I don't feel like killing myself. I don't feel, you know, any sort of mental illness. I don't feel, I've never had anxiety or anything like that up until this point. I do know that when the shoulder gets flared up, it's just like, I don't want to get, be around people, which is an indicative uh, symptom of social anxiety. But like, I've went to, um, you know, I've done physical therapy for this. I've done, um, I've been to the chiro- I go to the chiropractor regularly. Uh, I've done massage therapy. Um, I'm actually going to go in a couple of weeks. They're going to do like acupuncture or dry needling or whatever on it to see if that'll help. And I'm taking every supplement known to man that's supposed to help with anxiety and depression plus whatever medication. 
Um, and it's, I've been on medication for seven weeks and it's not done anything to this. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you have a story that's gone wild? I do. Well, I have a bunch, man. I have a list, remember? Um, I'll share one. Well, one specifically for today's episode. I do, actually. So Sunday, uh, we did a youth Thanksgiving meal. And what the whole premise was is that the youth were going to make a side dish and then they're going to invite their families to come. And then we're all going to sit together and eat food and, and, you know, have a good time. So I was in charge of the turkey. And then I also was in charge of um, making a dish that had to cook overnight, which was like green beans, which the green bean stuff only took five minutes. But I had to do caramelized onions, but they're slow cooker. So I had these. So I chopped up nine pounds of onions and put them in my slow How long did that take? 12 hours. No, I mean to cut the onions. Oh, it didn't take long. I I can cut onions pretty fast. So cutting onions probably only took me 15 minutes. I could cut, yeah, nine pounds of onions in 15 minutes. It sounds like a lot of onions. It was. like To the point where after I made everything and mixed everything together, I literally have a crock pot, half a crock pot full of just caramelized onions to use for whatever, because it's just a lot. But so we um, so we went to go do that, and all the kids got to pick what they wanted to make. So I'm like, okay. And I figured, well, hopefully the things that they picked they make would be great. But Ran into a couple of issues. The first issues is I was making a rainbow carrot uh, salad. And what you do is you just like shave the rainbow carrots in the ribbons and then you blanch them. And then you just sprinkle some oil and some Parmesan cheese. And, and there you go. Like it's a, it's very simple, very easy. tastes very good. So needless to say, I was looking for rainbow carrots, couldn't find anything. Finally, like one of the Kroger's in Columbus had some. So I put in an order. I needed six pounds of rainbow carrots. And then I go to pick them up and they're not rainbow carrots. They're rainbow baby carrots. Which is going to be very hard to peel those in the ribbons. (laughs) So... One of my youth had that I said, well, here, here's my mandolin. So literally he takes these carrots, six pounds, and just like running it through my mandolin, trying not to chop off his fingers in the process. Um, and then I had two youth who were making mashed potatoes. And, and so I'm like, okay. So they went and they peeled the potatoes. They put them in a pot. And then they said, okay, we're ready to put our potatoes. I'm like, all right. So they put it on the stove. They fire it up and they go, should we set the timer? I go, well, no, the instructions say don't set the timer until the water starts boiling. So I'm working on some stuff, working on turkey, helping other people. And then I happen to look at that pot to see if it's boiling. And then immediately I pull the pot off because these students, even though they peeled the potatoes, they did not cut the potatoes into cubes. They just threw the full potato in the pot to boil to make their mashed potatoes. <laughs> So, so there's just a lot of stuff like that where it's just like and even one person didn't know how to make a pie crust so I had to teach him how to make a like a pie crust and like what do I do with these graham crackers like you throw them in the blender and then they throw them in the blender I'm like well it'd be better if you broke them up a little bit so they can actually chop <laughs> so, so that was just my story's got wild it's just like you know I think sometimes I take things for granted of just thinking like oh hey you can easily just um you know 
do this and it's just you know sometimes i think oh they know how to do this stuff and it's like oh like even basics like making mashed potatoes that you need to cut up the potatoes to boil them so they can easily be cooked and mashed like you just don't throw the full potato there <laughs> did it turn out okay though like the it whole... did everything everything turned out fine everything was very delicious um no one complained about anything the only thing was my turkey was the one thing that i had an issue with because i cooked it and I usually take out the breast button popper out and just put a plug-in thermometer in there. And I have like a sensor that tells me when it's up to temperature. And everything was up to temperature when I pulled it out. I'm like, okay. And I start to go cut it. And again, I'm using church knives, which is basically, I could probably use a paper, piece of paper and cut it better than a knife. Um, and as I'm cutting this turkey, I noticed that the breasts were fine. The legs were fine. The wings were fine. The left thigh, for some reason, the right thigh was fine. But the left thigh, there was a section of it that was still, I could tell it wasn't cooked all the way. Like, it was just still very rubbery, very raw. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? Why is this one section? So, you know, we peeled up. Everyone had food. We took some food over to a family who their husband's like going through chemo treatment for throat cancer, but it was good and everyone enjoyed it. And then even afterwards, some parents were asking me for recipes. So I went and emailed them all the recipes for my Thanksgiving feast. So that was, um, that was my stories going wild. So I have an additional stories going wild. Oh no, another one. Bonus edition. (laughs) Two for Wednesday. No, it has to do with Thanksgiving. So yesterday, so we're going up to my in-laws, right? And my father-in-law usually deep fries the turkey. And he makes a fantastic deep fried turkey for Thanksgiving. And so my mother-in-law texted my wife yesterday and said, due to the ridiculous price of peanut oil, we will not be deep frying the turkey this year. We found that oil $5 for a gallon of peanut oil. So we're going to make it in the oven instead. $55 for a gallon of peanut oil? Yeah. To fry a turkey? It's the thing That's is, crazy. Well, I would usually buy, if I was going to like cook stuff in like peanut oil, I usually would buy a big container of peanut oil just so I can use it for other things and not just, sure. I don't really fry a turkey, so I'll just use it for like other stuff. But yeah, like. It's just crazy though how much that cost. Nice. Oil. You put it in your car, you put it in your turkey. On your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. It's just wild. So anyway, that was that's kind of the bonus stories going wild. But yeah, fifty five dollars for a gallon of turkey, or uh, I'm sorry, peanut oil or fried turkey. Yeah. Yikes. So today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving, and instead of just talking more about Thanksgiving as um, be thankful, being grateful, gratitude, all those things, we're actually going to be talking about the topic of Thanksgiving and mental health because it seems. At least recently, or at least the last couple of years, I've noticed that when the holiday season starts approaching, people really begin to struggle with their mental health. And I just find that for a holiday where we're supposed to be thankful and grateful for everything, there's a lot of people who are struggling, really struggle around this time. And I'm just kind of curious on uh, why that is. So, Micah, what have you experienced anybody who has dealt with you know deal with some mental health challenges during the holiday season 
not personally, but I kn- I know that it is a trend. Um, but I also I also think that it's like my wife and I've talked about this before. I think it's the added pressure of the holidays, of you know being around folks, um, and just be being expected to 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 put on a face whether you're happy or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, being around people whether you agree with them or not, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's um just the idea of maybe you don't get along with a certain family member. Like you have to go on, you know, like I remember you see it all the time, right? Uh, whether it's a TV show or a movie or whatever, you know, families are on there, this group of family, you know, maybe it's a family of four, you know, they're on their way to the Christmas dinner and, you know, the mom or the dad looks in the back seat and says, kids, we need to be on our best behavior. And, you know, the parents are like, well, I don't like aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so. And, um, I know you don't get along with my mother and whatever. Right. So like, I, I think that there is this, this false narrative that, you know, everything is just going to be happy and everything is just going to be peachy keen when it, it really isn't. People are struggling with the stress of life and the stress of raising a family and the stress of maybe struggling financially. And so you go into a holiday season, for example, and you have to just put on your smiling faces like nothing's wrong. And so it's no wonder people struggle with, with mental health and mm-hmm. um, issues like anxiety and, and, and other issues where, um, you know, people may not have it together. And maybe that's, I mean, that's at least my interpretation of it. I, I just think that um, we have this false expectation of like, I don't know, look at a Hallmark Christmas movie, right? Everything is perfect. The house is yeah. decorated beautifully and, you know, there's snow in the front yard and the sidewalks, you know, shuffled perfectly and um you walk in and everybody's drinking hot apple cider or hot cocoa and coffee and you know the food looks amazing and you know everybody has five kids and you know people really struggle people may not have the means to have a beautiful home like that people may not be able to have children people may not be able you know to 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 to, to fund you know a christmas gathering or a thanksgiving gathering so i i think that that those things can really attribute to to mental health, especially around the holidays. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I actually happened to find this article. It's from the Fairfield Sun Times out in Montana, and I thought this was pretty a uh, pretty good um, synopsis of kind of why people struggle. Um, and it, it, I'll just read from the beginning. It says, with global tragedies looming, inflation rising, and the state of our collective mental health at a peak of fragility, the importance of kindness and gratitude in purating our individual and community wellness has ever been more critical as we prepare to gather for this Thanksgiving holiday. Traditionally, research has shown that societal expectations of a joyous and family-filled holiday season paired with the individual feelings of emotional difficulty can put a strain on a person's mental health. During the Thanksgiving holiday, many people become overwhelmed with feelings of hopelessness, despair, ruminating thoughts, and loneliness. Collaboratively, these feelings during the holiday often contribute to increased reports of depression, anxiety, and other mental health disorders. While there are many who can look forward to a time with loved ones, there are those who are reminded of lost ones and besought with grief. While some can luxuriate in plans to see family, there are those families who are an untethered source of chronic and unprocessed pain. The time surrounding Thanksgiving is further complicated by media news outlets, commercials, and social media times that all romanticize the idea of a happy Thanksgiving. However, the gap between the holiday expectations and a person's difficult reality is one that can illuminate a brief but intense 
period of suffering. And and I think that just kind of hits it on the head. I think the idea of, you know, obviously if you've lost loved ones this year or even the five, 10, 15 years ago, that's hard when you go have family gatherings and that person's not there because they're, they've passed away. Um, it's also hard if you are, you know, the holidays is also a time where people are, you know, savings, Black Friday. So if your Sony's lost their job or you've been laid off and now it's like this pressure to start buying gifts and get ready for Christmas, that becomes a big thing. Um, and then even like just family, you know, if you have families that are, you know, healthy then you have the time. But for some, you know, gathering around family can be a place of pain, especially if you haven't really healed or talked about some painful things that have happened the last holiday or some things from the past that need to be resolved. So it's like everyone's just kind of on edge at there. You're there to enjoy each other, but it's still this kind of this tension in the air. And especially, you know, now that we can get glimpses of everybody's Thanksgiving and what they're doing and people are smiling and happy and you can see that all your friends having a good time and you could be absolutely miserable. There is, I think there is something to it where there is that pressure where people start to feel a bit um, more depressed and more anxious because it's like they have to perform or put on a, a certain front or a face to enjoy the holidays, even though they just don't want to enjoy the holidays this year for whatever that reason may be. Yeah. I know for us, like it's, it's almost a struggle every year because, you know, I've openly shared that we, we've worked in higher education for the last, you know, however many years, you know, my wife's worked in it longer than I have, but it's, you know, with my wife's role, like we get done, I don't know, like this year, for example, we get done on the 23rd, I think is the Friday before Christmas and Christmas is on, is Christmas on a Sunday this year? Yes, it is. So, um, you know, for us, you know, we get a week off from work, but my wife still has to work some during that week. And so it makes traveling really, really difficult for us, especially when my wife's extended family is all in Illinois and it's a six, seven hour drive there and back. And so there's been years where we've driven, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, driven to Illinois, spent Christmas Eve, part of Christmas Day, and then driven back because my wife had has had to work the next day. Um, or the, you know, up until Christmas and then even the week after. So like, it, it's a struggle every year because I want her to be with her family. I want her to be able to do that, but it, it's kind of like, you know, the demand of her job, which she, she knew that when she took it, but it's like, that's another, I, I, what I'm getting at Scott is I think that there's another um, reason um, to add on to, to, to some of this mental illness and struggle during the holidays is the, the expectation of like, Oh, you know, six, seven hours, eight hours, isn't that bad. You know, you can either fly or drive, but I got to be at work the next day. Like I can't just, you know, some people don't get the luxury of having extended leave from work or extra vacation around the holidays. They have to be at work. And so I think that there's another added pressure of like, you know, expectations from your family and friends to like make the trip. And like some of the arguments that, you know, we've made as we've gotten older has been, you know, we're the ones doing all the traveling. Why can't people come see us? Right. And so it, 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 it was that, that way even growing up when I was a pastor's kid, we were the ones driving four and five and six hours 
to go see my grandmother and my extended family for Christmas and for the holidays. And so it's like, why can't they come see us? Why can't they drive to us? Because we've driven to see them for the last 20 years. Why can't they come and you know, reciprocate that? So would you think that that's another reason that people struggle around the holidays? I think so. I think so. I was even thinking, you know, sometimes with the holiday season, it's just, um, I don't know. Like I, I think I go back to thinking about, you know, there was a time when I was a kid that we would always gather and we would drive and we'd visit family back in Iowa. And then eventually we just kind of got to the point where my parents just didn't go back anymore. Um, And I think a lot of times that was just dealing because, you know, especially my dad's side of the family, especially with like my dad's uncles and some of the cousins, there's a lot of abuse and a lot of negative stuff happening. And I think it got to the point where, my dad just didn't want to go anymore because he didn't want to subject me and my sister to that. And I think the other thing was too, is that a lot of times I still remember there'd be times I'd go over to, you know, my grandma's house for Thanksgiving and with all my cousins and my dad's brothers and sisters being there and my grandma kind of being like a hoarder in some ways, there's times where I walk in, I didn't even see carpet. There'd be, boxes and toys and plates and there'd just be stuff all over the floor and it just seemed gross and sometimes I just had to find like little pathways to walk through to be able to get into the kitchen or to get to wherever me and my sister my mom and dad were sleeping at like it was just it was just like very chaotic with just different personalities um yeah I think I think another thing with thanksgiving or at least with with the mental health is there is the changing of the seasons it's darker out like right now it's just been cold and rainy for the last couple days and even like that could take a toll on people's mental health of just being cold being wet being rainy not having enough sunlight not having with us and the the time change scott it's been so weird like the whole getting darker earlier thing like it's not a mental health thing for Alicia and I, but like it's six thirty, seven o'clock at night. And we're like, you ready to go to bed? <laughs> because it's already dark. It's just so, I hate it. You know, or, I love it like in the summer me, when it's, it's like my alarm goes off and I, and before I would get up and I'd see, okay, it's, I can, I can tell, even though I have like blackout blinds, I can at least see through the edges of the wall where the curtains are like, Oh, it's daylight. And there's times where I'm getting up and it's like, dark and i'm like am i is it like four o'clock in the morning like that does what i think i'm thinking oh i shouldn't be up by now because it's still dark outside like what's going on like i usually get up at 5 30 in the morning every day for work 5 36 o'clock and it's still dark when i so i go to dark you know go to bed when it's dark and i get up when it's dark yeah it's it's just wild it's just wild and and i mean it's it's hard and i think especially for Friends, or especially for ministers, I think this is a hard season too. Because, um, like I was telling you before we started, I got a call from, you know, a former parishioner who just isn't doing well mentally. Um, for for, you know, I don't know why, but at least around this time, and it was just like, it was to the point where, like, literally, I was scared that for that person's life, 
Like I was genuinely, and actually I went and called a friend of his and said, Hey, do you know what's going on? Because I just had a very difficult conversation. Uh, this person was threatening to harm another person or to harm themselves. And, you know, and then luckily this person ended up contacting someone from the church. Cause again, like, and, and there's like someone there who knew more about the situation, what was going on and was able to get over there and get a couple of squad cars over there just to kind of do a wellness check and check on them and be able to provide this person with health. But, you know, all the times I've known this person, like I've never had a phone call like that where I was mm-hmm. like generally worried about someone's life. Um, and I think a lot of it could have been with Thanksgiving. I think a lot with the holidays and everything. I think a lot of it could have just been with just past trauma. And now we're getting to this point where, you know, I think this person also had had not only lost like a uncle, but then also lost like a pet. So, you know, you have that double whammy. And now you're going into the holiday season. It's like, all right, you know, my uncle's not going to be here anymore. Our pet that we've had for 13 years is not going to be here. So I think there is a lot of, you know, there is a lot of pressure. And there's a lot of things that can make people very depressed. And I think that's why reading this article, they're saying, hey, especially around this time, even though it's a very busy time, it's a very hustle and bustle time. And it's a time where we can be very short and unkind it's usually around this time where we really need to be very kind and patient and loving with one another because we don't really know what people are dealing with and especially people are putting on these masks to kind of perform this perfect thanksgiving holiday you know it's also important for us to be like hey let's make sure we're doing checking in on each other make sure we're okay you know what i mean yeah. Well, I, I try to do, you know, do that with a lot of my friends, especially pastors over the holidays, just, you know, text them and just see how they're doing. How's their church doing? How's their family doing? How's their, their, their current assignment. And, um, you know, a text message can go a long way, right. Or a phone call can go a long way. And so I think that, you know, it's, you know, something simple like that, because Scott, like you said, you just don't know what people are going through. Um, over the last two or three months with this whole journey of anxiety and stuff on my life, like it's been a total mystery to me, but like there have been people in my circle that have, have, you know, really reached out and, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm called and texted and just wanted to make sure that I was doing okay. Like, it just means the world to me that people would take time out of their day to, to do that. Right. And so, and I know that life is busy and life is crazy and, um, it gets more complicated as you have, you know, you get married and you have a kid and life goes on. And, um, I saw a video the other day and it was this guy and he was reflecting on his father and he looked, you know, he was talking about how his dad, like for the first time in his adult life, he looked at his dad and said, he noticed how much older he was looking. And it was like, kind of like time stood still. And so maybe that's another reason why the holidays are so difficult because you see, you, you know, you may see that grandparent once or twice a year. You may see that parent once or twice a year. And, you know, even though you may talk to them on the phone regularly or text them or FaceTime them or something like that, it's not until that moment 
on you know Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day or whatever holiday you're celebrating that you really notice that you know maybe mom is you know not doing so great maybe grandmother you know is not doing so great maybe dad is is slipping at the dinner table maybe he's you know his memory's not there or maybe you know uh, I remember one Christmas years ago but before we found out that my grandfather had dementia he's you know since passed he was on his way home from you know Christmas dinner and he got lost. And that was the the night that we took his car keys because we had no idea where he was. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's another, that, that would be another great example of just like, make sure you're checking in with people, make friends and your colleagues in ministry and, you know, your, you know, family members, friends, colleagues at work, whatever it is, um, a phone call, text message, something like that could just make a world of difference. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And it it goes to show you that like even after Thanksgiving, you know, this is still going to be a stressful time for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So, you know, just continue to show kindness and check in on people, and especially like you said, pastors like, you know, this is kind of with Advent coming up. This is like a busy season for a lot of pastors, a very draining season for pastors not only just kind of leading leading the congregation through this journey through advent but then i know at least the church that i'm at like we have our morning we have a christmas we have our regular sunday services we're doing a combined service and then we have our three evening services so i'll be participating in four services this year Mm -hmm. and i know and i mean and that's may seem a lot for like, you know, from when I was in a small church where I could kind of dictate what we we're going to do. But for, you know, but especially if you're in like larger churches, you I mean, you could easily be going through 12 services on Christmas Eve because you have your Sunday stuff and then you have your evening stuff and you do all that. You're, their pastor is going to be very exhausted <laughs> at the end of the final Christmas Eve service, you know? So well, I was going to, I was going to piggyback off of that and say that too, but like, um, we've not really talked about this, but um, a couple of years ago, I noticed this, but I was working at a church and, you know, usually the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And if there's a Christmas uh, that's on a Sunday or Christmas, that's you know, in, you know, in the middle of a week and then New Year's happens those two Sundays tend to be the lowest attended church services of the year because people are traveling, people are, you know, they're away. And so um, just the toll that that takes on pastors because, you know, we're preparing, we're getting stuff ready for church and you walk into a service and you say, good morning, welcome to church, welcome to worship, let's stand together. And there's 12 people in the room or 40 people in the room or whatever, maybe dependent on, you know, dependent upon the size of your church, that can be super deflating. And, you know, some churches, you know, that have multiple services will do combined just so that they can, you know, fill the room versus having multiple smaller services instead of um, having those empty spaces. But like it's that's another reason. Maybe the holidays can be a struggle for the pastors. Right. Because, you know, you come, you know, you celebrate Thanksgiving and everything's great at home. And then like you go to church on Sunday and nobody's there because they're all traveling and trying to get home. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think that's another reason or another thing that we could? I think you know. so. I mean, I mean, really, I think there's just a, like a plethora of reasons why. 
mental health sucks around the holidays. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I mean, unless you're somebody who, I mean, even I think if it's, I think that's the other thing too, because let's say, because I mean, you, you can make it easy and be like, okay, well, let's just choose not to travel. Let's just choose not to visit people. Let's just, as a family, let's just stay put and not even go somewhere. And I think in some ways that could be a lot of stress relief. Because now it's like, okay, you can stay at home. You can do something as a family. You don't have to worry about being around a bunch of different people with a bunch of different personalities. And I think that's very valid and fine. I think on the other side of that, you, maybe you feel guilty because it's like, oh, well, maybe we should. Like, I, I know my wife is uh, feeling anxious around this time, mainly because she's like, oh, we have to have a plan for Christmas. I'm like, no, we don't. Let's just enjoy the holidays. Like, no, because when we go up there, we're going to be I'm going to be asked by her parents or my parents. OK, when you guys are going to be up for Christmas, what do the kids want for Christmas? What do you guys want for Christmas? And it's like, can we just enjoy Thanksgiving? You can ask me that stuff later, because right now I don't even know what I want for Christmas. I'm like, uh, I don't care. Like, I really don't need anything. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there's a plethora of stuff. And I think. I think the best way for us to navigate it is, you know, to be in check with your own self. If you're not feeling okay, then A, call someone, talk to someone, or B, just, you know, if you feel like that this, the holidays are going to be very stressful and you don't know what to do, then, you know, don't do anything. Just say, hey, you know, we're just going to take take today to just kind of not visit people. We just want to kind of be low key and just take some time for ourselves We've had a couple busy weeks or we have a couple weeks ahead. We just want to make sure we stay put, but we will make sure we'll spend a couple of days and do stuff for Christmas. You know, like, you know, again, like I think mental health is just as important as, you know, what we do with our bodies or what we do with our spirituality. Like, and there's time where you need to rest or you're not feeling well. Don't try to push and go to work, call off and say, Hey, I'm going to be off today. I'm just not feeling well. I just need to take some time to rest. Like, or I'm sick. I'm throwing up. I just need to, <laughs> You know, I need to take some time to rest. I think in some things when it comes to social events, you know, we may need to take a rest socially. And even if you're an extrovert, you know, there could be times where, you know, I'm going to be an introvert today because I, my body needs it. My mind needs it so I can I can be healthy. I was going to say that I know that 2020 year always sucked for everybody. But like at Christmas that year, we decided that we weren't going to travel. We were going to do Christmas with my in-laws. So it was literally just the four of us. Right. So like that was one of the most peaceful Christmases that I can remember. Right. Cause there's no family drama. We didn't have to travel. The weather wasn't bad. We had dinner, we exchanged gifts. We went home at a reasonable hour. I remember that just being one of the most peaceful Christmases that I'd ever experienced in my married life and or my regular life <laughs> yeah. because it was just less is more. Right. And so we didn't have to, you know, there have been years when, like I said earlier, when Alicia and I have traveled to Illinois we go to her aunt and uncle's house. We go to her one grandmother's house. We go back to her aunt and uncle's house. We stay the night. We stay the night in a hotel or stay the night at their house. The next morning we wake up. We do gifts. Drive in the car. Go see her other. Spend a couple of hours there and then drive six or seven hours home. It's exhausting, right? So um, just take care of yourselves, I guess, is if, if I were to give any advice to people. is just, you know, yeah. know your limits and, and make sure you're taking care of yourselves and checking up on family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. And friends, that's going to be it with that's going to be it for us today. And again, I'll hit the same sentiments, you know, take care of yourself, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. 
So do that. And guys, thank you so much for being listeners. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, hope you have a wonderful Christmas as well. And we'll be back on next week with another episode. Take care. (laughs) 